on fascism and censorship. Letter one. This begins my conversation with Margaret Anna Alice on fascism, censorship, and humor. We have no set schedule, and we intend to exchange letters until the conversation runs its course. Margaret Anna writes about propaganda, psychology, and health with a focus on COVID at Margaret Anna Alice through the Looking Glass, where every post she publishes is an intellectual journey, and her brilliant use of literary, film, and music references makes each one a digital pocket museum all its own. She is also frighteningly clever and possesses a formidable wit, so I expect the conversation will not only be educational, but also hella fun to read. Enjoy. Also, I will only be reading my letter in this audio, so if you'd like to see her response, you'll have to click through and see it for yourself. Dear Margaret Anna, I've been reading your work with admiration. I see your concerns about COVID restrictions and, more generally, propaganda and totalitarianism. We agree on much, but maybe not everything, so I think there's fertile ground for a constructive conversation. You reference a lot of artistic work in your political essays, from Robert Eggers' film The Lighthouse to Alexander Solzhenitsyn's book The Gulag Archipelago and Ella Bautier's The Politics of Obedience. I love the references. I think art is a crucial form of dissent, maybe especially comedic art because of its power to handle serious issues in a way that slides past people's defenses. Indeed, some scholars have included seriousness and the restriction of humor in their definitions of fascism. I don't think opposition to humor is an essential part of the definition of fascism, but it is a very common element. I have previously written about how to best define fascism in an essay titled, What is Fascism?, in which I disagree with the political commentator Robert Reich for calling Donald Trump a fascist. I also disagree with his definition of fascism, and in the essay I outline what I think are the fundamental aspects of the movement, as well as the fact that it evolves from socialism. I think Reich's rhetoric is dangerous for the same reason I shake my head when climate change scientists are caught fudging the numbers. They do this to raise alarm, but what they fail to realize is that if and when they are caught, people will not merely think to themselves, those numbers are wrong. They will think, I better not trust climate scientists anymore. This is precisely why scientists should be as accurate as possible at all times, especially if their field is a highly politicized one. This is also why we shouldn't throw the word fascist around simply to, subscribe, to describe our political rivals. With that in mind, in your essay, Letter to the German Bundestag, you draw comparisons between Nazi Germany and modern German, Germany's pandemic policies. You compare the unvaxxed to Jews in terms of social ostracism. And I don't disagree that unvaxxed individuals are ostracized, but the comparison strikes me as similar to the error Reich made, namely hyperbole. That said, I mentioned at the top of this letter the importance of humor, and hyperbole can accomplish something similar. In fact, many jokes are based on hyperbole. So I wonder to what degree you think drawing such comparisons is fair unfair now, but a warning of what may come, or just a useful piece of rhetorical hyperbole. In Sioux culture, there are individuals known as Heyoka, who are essentially contrarians and satirists. They go around countering the dominant narrative and causing people to think twice. They're not trying to tell the truth. They're trying to get people to question the truth. So, is this an example of your inner Hayoka? If so, I imagine some of these hyperbolic points land better with unvaxxed individuals than with your political rivals, so I wonder, do you have concerns about preaching to the choir? 
I assume most of my readers share my views or they wouldn't be reading my work, therefore I also struggle with the problem of choir preaching. I often find some of my essays that I am most proud of are the ones that land favorably with readers across the political spectrum. Anyway, eager to hear your thoughts. Thanks, and talk soon. P.S. The X-shape is the symbol of the Heoka, and in their dreams, Heoka are visited by X-shaped thunderbirds. I wonder if Elon Musk, the famous contrarian with an X-bird of his own, knows about this.